Hello, and welcome to Educators with Oil. I'm your host, Ronette Branham, and I have a special guest, uh, Kimberly O. Young. From She's a teacher of Chinese in Westfield School District. How are you today, Kimberly? Great. Hi, Ronette. I'm good. I forgot to say what we're discussing here. We're here to discuss Biblical strategies for effective teaching, effective education of our students. So, um, to uh, like I said, Kimberly is a teacher, a Chinese teacher. Are you teaching high school? Yes. In high school. So our subject today is uh, being uh, culturally respectful. So I think um, both of us, we are like perfect to discuss that topic because we have to, I don't know in the past, I don't know about you, but in the past I have had people judging me or looking at me one way just because of how I look. So, and uh, I think that's respectful. Then I had to learn how to not project that back. So um, here we go. Have you ever had anything like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think even when I was the student, I think it was already kind of the case um, when I, fir- I mean, I grew up here and in Taiwan, but when I first moved to New Jersey, I was living in a town that was mostly white. And so there were times when, and I was new to the language and culture. So there were times when I think I, people might have even said or done racist things to me. And I didn't even realize that that was why. It was just because I look different. Um, And then in my first years, actually, as a teacher, that also happened because I looked pretty young. And so I'm sure the students probably thought I was another student. Mm -hmm. And yeah, at least I still remember like when I first started out and then I was just walking in the hallways and there was a student that just said like ching chong behind my back and then walked away. Uh Yeah. And and you just and then you have to react or not react or you have to take that in like like you I grew up for elementary school I was North Brunswick used to be predominantly uh white it just was there were I think in my elementary school I'm going to say eight black students I remember we had an Indian boy who came in um I think he was the only one in our school and he came in not even speaking English it was that not that that bilingual he just was totally immersed. Um, and by me uh, being in that environment, it was kind of, I, n- I never had real friends. So it was kind of a thing. People, one girl said to me, I'll never forget. I'm going to let you get into it. One girl I will never forget to this day. She was my friend for that year, for that little season. And she said, hmm, you're not like everybody said you were. You're really nice. And I didn't know how to take it. I thought either that I didn't take it as a race thing. I thought it as they looked at me like, because I didn't know better. I looked, I thought it was, they just thought I was mean. Um, and so they, she found out I wasn't, but I didn't take it. But then I had uh, roots came out when I was in elementary school. So that was kind of traumatic going to school and people t- saying different things to me. So it, I get it. So, and I understand how we have to come in the school, make it, allowing people to um, 
I don't know if they have to assimilate, but we didn't have to assimilate, but we just have to accept everybody's differences. So I'm going to give a scripture and then we're going to, I'm going to let you um, discuss. I have two, I have like five. This is something big, but I have one man, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And it's talking about the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness and self-control against such there is no law so if we walk in that nobody can hold us anything against us for being nice for being good for being kind so i have that scripture then i have let me give two more i just don't i just want to get them like um where is it g uh john 13 35 um, by this, people will all know you are my disciples. That's Jesus talking. If you have one, have love one for another. So I, we can't go wrong. If we look at everything like that, from this perspective, uh, perspective, I'm going, I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to grab the next one. Cause it's kind of, um, it's saying John Paul was saying how he, became what the people needed. People who are weak, I became weak with them. The people who were Jews, I became Jews so I can win them to Christ. So that is something. So can you, you can go and tell us a little bit about what you do in school um, and anything that you come across and how you think we should as teachers uh, address any of that or come into any situation. Yeah, sure. I think, um... Well, in some ways, it's kind of easy for me because I am teaching a completely different language and culture for so many of the students. And even if they might have family members or maybe people they know that are maybe from Chinese culture, there's still a lot that they don't, right? Because, I mean, these are teenagers and they care about mm -hmm. themselves, right? Or whatever is interesting to them. So I think I always try to relate that to them and also get them interested, of course, in the language and culture because we're all the same, really, like, at the end of the day, right? Um, and I think we would all hope, you know, that people treat us with kindness, respect, all those good things that you mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so for example, one of the things that I love to do is, um, I mean, now that like social media, TikTok is so popular oh, with yeah. the kids, um, I'll even show them like just little things. Like, for example, um, I love watching basketball and soccer. Um, and like, I love food. Like, I feel like food is always a good way to bring people together. It is. So even if it's just things like showing them videos or pictures of these different foods that they can see or like people their age are interested in. So for example, like with music too, um, I always love playing music, like Chinese music in the background. And they'll ask things like, oh, like, is there like rap in China? Or is there like, you know, EDM, like other types of music? I'm like, yeah, of course there is, right? Like. <laughs> young people like the same things. And uh -huh. yeah, so that's um, like easy ways really to bring the cultures together and like having that community and relationship that they can see like, oh, like we're really not that different fashion too. A lot of kids really dress the same. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And, and then, like you said, everybody eats, everybody listens to music. Every, every culture has music, food. It's, it might be different. And then when I went to New Brunswick and I started working there, it was um, predominantly Hispanic. 
And so they had Hispanic Heritage Day. So people brought in food and then I worked in um, preschool teaching also after that. But I was introduced when I was in elementary school to the Hispanic food, that things I never would have thought, I don't like that, I don't like this. I love, I mean, I love, of course, Chinese food. I don't eat that much at a restaurant. Um, my Like if my niece or somebody goes get it, then I eat it. But I love different types of food. And so that is a good way to come in with it. Yeah. And actually, um, it, talking about food, but so, for example, this past year, um, last year, like when I had my senior students, because we did a food unit in level one when they were just starting out, but we kind of did it again in level four, but of course, like more deeper um, vocab and concepts for them to talk about. And actually one of the projects I did and, and I loved because it was a really good class was I had them um, make the food actually, and also do like write out the recipe in Chinese, but it had to be a Chinese food that was also related to their home culture. And it was just so cool. Oh. Like, for example, I had a student who's, um, I think his family is from like Trinidad mm -hmm. um, and there's like, it, it, he made it the food and he asked his mom about it too, to help. And it's basically like fried, um, like jerk chicken wontons. Mm -hmm. And it, it was great. Like he brought it to school and like, we tried it too. Um, little things like that. Right. Or even like fried rice, there's like all kinds of different um, Chinese culture kind of fried rice, but in other places, like in the Caribbean. Oh. Yeah. So it's really cool to see that and, and for them to learn. Oh yeah. So you saying the jerk chicken from comes from his his country and then the and then what did you have it with? Fried so rice. He made wonton. Like fried oh, wontons. wontons. That's right. Yeah. Wontons. So it was it was a mixture, or is that something that they make in his country? They they do actually, yeah, because there there would be Chinese people from there too. Yeah, you're right. Uh huh. I I I was my I met a family. They're from. Guyana. They're Chinese. I mean, I, you could tell how sheltered I, I've been. This was like in the past 15 years, but I met just from Guyana, a whole Indian family, like Asians. I don't know how that happened, when that happened, but they're in Guyana. Like I know in every country, there's every culture. I know that. But you don't think that. You think Guyana, you think in, uh, West Indians with the accent, Jamaican accent. Yeah. That's all I thought. Right. Uh, but they'll have that accent, like the people from there. But, uh -huh. but yeah. yeah. It's so funny, right? Because you don't expect it. And um, yeah, so as a teacher, how do you, how do, what do you say for us to come into a classroom, various cultures in our classroom? How, what do you say for us not to be offensive? How to be how to address the students and be, you know, bring cultural awareness at the same time while not like isolating somebody saying, oh, you know, oh, he's from China, he's from Honduras, whatever. How do you say to come into that atmosphere as a teacher with all these different cultures in your classroom? Yeah, I think, um, well, for us, actually, um, since we just started school last week, um, so it's near the beginning still. And I think that even from the first week of school, you can already start to create that respectful and positive, encouraging classroom atmosphere, right? Like, doesn't matter the age level or where you're teaching. So for me, for example, I think a lot of classes, we have class rules. 
one of the class rules is that they need to be respectful to each other, um, to me and to the cultures that we're going to learn about. And so um, that's always the, you know, of course, everyone has different preferences, right? So if you don't like certain foods or certain things, that, that's fine. You, you're entitled yeah. to your opinion, but you don't have to be like disrespectful about it, right? Like right. with your tone or with like your facial features, right? Your, your, um, yeah, so things like that um, or your like physical reactions. So um, I also actually like to do these things where I ask them like questions. So for example, um, I like to ask them like what their dietary restrictions are if there are certain oh. things that they just don't eat or are allergic to, just so I, I know. Yeah. Um, right. and then also with celebrating holidays, um, I mean, on top of like, uh, celebrating birthdays. So like to, you know, like for example, for our schools, like, um, soon we're going to get Rosh Hashanah off right for mm-hmm. vacation. So things like that, I mean, always just being aware and it's really cute too. Like little things my students will tell me, like, um, my students would tell me, for example, like, you know, like they, they would ask for like Chinese related presents, like for Christmas or for Hanukkah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had a student one year. She was so cute, um, for Thanksgiving. Cause they had a whole family dinner and she was assigned the job to write like name cards. And mm-hmm. she wrote all the family members names in English and Chinese. Really? <laughs> for her Thanksgiving table. Yeah, and oh, she emailed okay. it to me. I just thought that was so cute. Like, she's obviously not Chinese, but yeah, that but she, that's cool. Yeah, sharing that, and like her grandparents are like so proud. Like they're so happy. So, uh, so, so I, I heard you say that, but I, I go back to that food. How did yeah. that work? Did the kid? Did the food taste like authentic? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, I mean, I know they can get their Panda Express, you know, or takeout, uh-huh. whenever. So I don't bring that to class because uh-huh. they can access that. What I bring is actually, I will go to the local Asian supermarket mm-hmm. and I will buy like usually the prepare foods or like snacks that kids like to eat. And then I would feed them basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. We went to, um, a few weeks ago, I don't know where we were on our way to, but we stopped at the Asian market because my, my granddaughter is looking up exotic snacks. So she said exotic snacks. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You better not be talking about no, you know, like uh, uh, octopus and stuff like that. I don't know what she was talking about. So then I had to Google it while we were on the phone Googling it. Then we went to the store and they had all kinds of chips. Like one had yes. shrimp or something. Shrimp chips. They, huh? Shrimp chips. They're good. Yeah. And we, we eat it. We're like, this doesn't taste like shrimp. Oh, the more we ate, we ate. We could taste it, but there were so many different kinds. She came out with a few because they were kind of expensive, everything <laughs> now. And she came out with a few, so we tried it. And then she did a little a little TikTok thing where she was tasting it, telling how things taste. But it was an experience that we didn't. We like, we don't have this. We have Lay's honey barbecue and sour cream. You know, saying, I, I, I don't know if you have that. That's probably... In China, do, it's probably different, right? I do like that. Yeah. What I will say for the chips, actually, I mean, I'll take any chip, mm-hmm. but um, one of my favorite flavors actually is, and I tried this when I went to China and they still have it now. It's cucumber flavor. Oh, really? <laughs> I know it sounds weird. Like uh-huh. it doesn't sound like it would go like cucumber chips, but like, it's really good. <laughs> it's really I, good. Well, I saw so many. I, I don't know how many. You yeah. Google it. I'm yeah. pretty sure you, you see them when you walk right where right, you walk in the market. <laughs> And so they're all right there. So when I had the shrimp, who would thought like shrimp chips? Who wants that stuff? But um, something was really good. 
but um, that is something. That is something that you can do to relate and to show people because that's Christ-like behavior. Like where, like I said, Paul said to the Jews, I became like a Jew. Of course, he wasn't. Um, and to the people who had no law, he became as if he had no law. So he went to win them as Christ. So if you ask people about their cultures um, and try to understand. So what happens though? Do you ever come across where you say, cause, because it's at, from a teacher's perspective, Teachers coming into a classroom and prejudging. What do we say about that? Because we can't prejudge. We look at students, how they dress, how they come to school, how they speak, uh, the color of their skin, the, the shape of their eyes, whatever. We have some kind of preconceived notions. How do we as educators fix that? What Besides, okay, we're going to put price on it, right? We're going to walk in with our oil. So how do you still look through Christ's eyes and see all these differences and not prejudge? Do you have that where you have to think about that or it's just natural? Um, I guess it helps that I'm kind of that way myself where that I think I'm sure I look a certain way or dress a certain way mm -hmm. and people look at me, right? Assuming certain things about me, right? For example, the stereotypical Asian woman is like, submissive like a little bit more reserved and more yeah. introverted what if that like I'm I'm pretty loud <laughs> okay my voice is kind of low like I don't you know like I have no filter so um yeah so I guess in in that sense like because that's how I project myself I don't really give off like a good first impression sometimes or the uh -oh. whatever impression they have yeah. so I think because I tend to surprise people so I always would rather give the students the benefit of the doubt and I have students yeah. like that where yeah like you look at them they look like for example, I have a student who just dresses like an 80s rock star uh -huh. and like one of the like most hardworking kids, like, oh. does, yeah, tries so, so hard and does so well, always participates. Um, and I think what's also important for sure for like any teacher is like really to not judge if you've had their sibling. Oh, yes. Right. Or, you know, cousins, friends, whatever, right? Because a lot of times you might think, oh, well, okay, I remember, you know, your brother or your sister uh -huh. wasn't like that, right? And that's, that's I think, very dangerous, right? So when you see that last name, it's like, oh, another one. No, but actually, uh -huh. chances are they're individuals, right? They grew up, Everybody. they're not the same. Even if they're twins, even twins, I've noticed, aren't the same. Right, right. So, yeah, it's pretty so, interesting. So, yeah, you will look at them. <coughs> oh as individual and then like you said be surprised and then if we're pre I, I know we have scriptures all about all that about um prejudging people and we don't even know anything about them and i like you said i have that experience of people judging me just based off what they heard what they see i remember being in elementary school i was really smart I wasn't in high classes. I wasn't in, and I remember them putting me in reading and the teacher is looking at me, listening to me read. All of a sudden one day she said, you're gonna move up to this grade. We had these books called SRAs where you, I don't know what SRA stands for, but it's reading assessments. Like you read and then answer the questions on these cards. I was just whizzing through them because I was reading since I was five. Um, I could have been four. My mother always had, 
World Book Encyclopedias, the kids edition, and the whole set. I, do you know what that is? Yes. yes I do. Oh, okay. Well, you always had those, right? And so, and so I always read that. So then the teacher just one day she just I don't I don't remember how many times I read in front of her, and then all of a sudden she's like, "This is not even your um place." They didn't assess me before that. They just placed me right here. So yes, we can come across um, judging the students before we even understand them, know them. So uh, even coworkers, you know, coworkers. So uh, let me see. Any? Do you have anything else to say about that? Um, For coworkers? Can, coworkers? Yeah, we do all that. Uh, yeah, I think. Um... Well, I mean, for, for me, it's, that's a little bit challenging just because, um, I mean, usually I'm by myself <laughs> because I'm the only Chinese teacher. Um, but of course I, I actually do try to use that to my advantage because I'll talk to my coworkers from all different subjects, um, oh. just getting to know them as people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes it might start with just like, you know, small talk or just even about maybe students that we b- both have, whether it's good or bad things about them. But um, yeah, I mean, eventually then, you know, the more we get to know other people, I think, again, it's just, we usually get to learn and teach each other, I think, about, you know, where we're from, like our backgrounds or things that like, I didn't know maybe about their subject or their culture. And then same thing, like, um, I'll talk to them about maybe like recent news, you know, with Chinese culture. And then like, they'll be like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Or like, oh, you know, I should make sure I share that with my students things like that. Yeah. So it's, it is still nice to be able to share with the coworkers. Yeah. Do you find that, I don't know if you can tell or not. Sometimes you can tell straight off that people, like you said, you, you shock people because of your personality is different than anything, but can you notice that with teachers once they get to know you, like we don't talk to, we talk to the teachers in our grade level or in our department. And because you're the only Chinese teacher, it's, you don't have that partner teacher. So do you find that once you speak, talk to somebody and you say whatever you're talking about, do you find that, can you notice if they see like a, a little shock or, or I don't feel shock, uh, their expectation, they find out is different than what they were expected from you. Can you tell if that is happening? Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I, I guess it's just everyone's busy with their own thing. So I understand mm-hmm. that. I mean, and we don't usually see everyone, you know, all right. day. Um, we have all different schedules, but yeah, I mean, and, and even just little things like once in a while, I'll talk to a teacher and the teacher be like, oh, you have, do you have tenure? How long have you been here? I'm like, I've been here for more than 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not, I've been here. <laughs> Maybe we don't see each other, but I've yeah. been in the building. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. <laughs> It is, right? And then and then you do like I only spoke to you on the phone, right? Yes. When you turned on your camera, I was not ex- you look so young. I don't know. You said you look young, right? But that's what I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting you to look that young. Yeah. So that even just that, it was right. like, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. But we do, we judge people by something that we don't even know. Like just your voice. Um, I'm like. Okay, she's a seasoned teacher. I can tell. I didn't think you're gonna come on here looking 23. You know, I didn't expect that. So that is how we do, and, it, and it's so funny because we 
are supposed to come in looking through the eyes of Christ with the mind of Christ. And then we already have a different, I know we have this different filters because of our life, our experiences, but we still are supposed to come in from the bright side, you know? I'm not saying that was, I'm expecting you to be older. That's not a bright side, but I just didn't expect it. I'm just, I don't know how old you are. That's his voice since like before, <laughs> since around puberty. So oh, I've sounded okay. like this for a long time. Oh yeah. yeah. And I sound, I talk to people and everybody thinks I'm younger than I am. If I say I'm the grandmother or something like that, they're like, what? No, I wouldn't <laughs> think that. I wouldn't think that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It's funny too. And I'm sure maybe you have this too, um, you know, dealing with parents because, you know, again, talking about like first impressions, of course, wanting to make a good impression with parents, mm -hmm. right? I mean, especially during COVID, right? So if there were times when I had to meet the parents, maybe like a meeting, right? Or an IEP meeting um, online on Zoom or some, something like that. Um, the <laughs> parents are always surprised. Like, oh, you're, you're the teacher? Like, I thought like, was just like someone else like another, another student there, or they would question me actually. And they would ask like, how long have you been teaching? You seem very young, you know, yeah. almost. And I, I know they don't mean to, right. But it just kind of sounds like they're kind of doubting maybe, you know, like how qualified I am. Right. Right. Cause my, I can't help. I'm sorry. I don't I want to look old. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much makeup I put on is I'm going to look like this. So. That's true. That's right. Well, that's good. Hey, that's good. I always have that now I think I look my age. Now I think, right? But I never did. Like, I, if I tell you how older I am, only except because you see this gray, um, you can get an idea. But but people also do that to their hair now. Oh, you're right. So I always look. People expect me to be something. My voice is young. Then I look young. Nobody expect me to be educated. You know, just straight up. So that is something. And then dealing with the parents. That's another culture because the students come in pretty much the same, you know, across the board. I have second graders. They're pretty much the same, no matter what country they're from, what country their families are from, pretty much the same. But then when you get to their parents, you're looking at their parents, their parents are looking at you and you have to come across as this educated person. And I'm just uh, generic, like, until I get to know, until they get to know me and then they find out, oh, she's really nice, but I have to give them that because otherwise I had parents didn't want their students in my class just because of different things, but they really, oh, we only have 10 minutes. We, they really wanted, they really wanted a white teacher. You know, they really wanted a white teacher. I can say, I, I can say, cause I know, because one parent, I remember one parent, they didn't want me, they didn't, this parent never spoke to me, never. If I had a substitute assistant in my class, they would always speak to that person and didn't know, have anything to do with anything. Then they got a white teacher. They love, they wanted, they always talk to the white teacher. Like, are you kidding me? What, You're, me and your daughter are like the best of friends in here. You know, it was just that, that thing. And, and that's the thing, right? The kids, the kids don't realize that. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it was so weird. But again, um, we have to put on that mind of Christ, the spirit, the uh, fruit of the spirit, and we can I, I, we can maneuver through all that. My thing is 
us looking at the students and treating the students as um, a whole yet separate, you know, because they are, they have different experiences at home. You have students with older parents, younger parents, you know, so any uh, more advice that you would give to a teacher coming into that where we have to have that uh, relationship with the parents and looking at the different cultures um, and being respectful and then the students, all of that. Yeah, I think, um, well, kind of, I guess, in a way, just summarizing all of these things that we've talked so far, um, I think respect is definitely it is a Christian virtue, I would say, you know, if you want to be a good Christian, of course, you should be respectful. But it's a virtue that I think everyone should just have, right? It's a human thing, right? Hopefully that you would have a humane thing. Because I think there are going to be people like those parents, um, or maybe even students sometimes, um, or coworkers, administrators, whoever, there may be people that we just don't like vibe with as much or get along with Uh as easily. And it maybe just takes more time, maybe because like, we don't understand each other as right, easily, right. right. But that doesn't mean that we can't treat each other with respect, respect. right? So mm-hmm. for Chinese culture, especially, we're a very like respectful, like oh, almost like overly respectful sometimes mm-hmm. to the point where it's like annoying. <laughs> All the steps that we kind of talk, do or like even ways that we speak to each other, to the elderly members traditionally. Like for example, like a tiny thing is like um, as the older sibling, my younger sibling would never call me by my first name. Really? Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, he also is a lot younger than me, but it's just like, it's not a thing. Um, what was he calling you? Older sister. Really? Yeah. Like there's just, yeah, it's not possible for him to call me. Like, Where did just, I learn that? On an old TV show. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It's yeah, so, but you know, but even little things like that, right? And so for example, like, or you know how like in American households, for example, it's very common, right? When you go to your friend's house and then you'll say like, oh, you know, Mr. Mrs. Whatever. Uh-huh. But then they'll say, oh no, you can call me by my first name. Oh, uh, yes. No, no. no, it's uncle or auntie, right? Like as if you're like a family, uh-huh. you're not, you're not going to call them by their names. Um, and your parents would not let you to do that. So things oh, like okay. that, I think, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's kind of being respectful, but also just sometimes it is better, I think, to be more polite with each other, Mm -hmm. because I know that's one of the things that we're starting to not see, maybe because of the pandemic, right? right. because they just, they don't realize that, right? Or maybe they're not taught that. And so sometimes actually as the teachers, I'm sure, you know, with, with younger kids, you have to help them, like, guide them to really understand or show them, right? That you do need to be respectful because, you know, in the professional world, I mean, you can't say or write certain things to people of course right right? because you want to be professional and make sure that you know you 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 speak or um type like a certain way right like you wouldn't do that with your closest friends versus your boss yes And, and and you're right because what happened during the pandemic is we were all virtual everything we did was uh on the computer on some kind of electronic device and we forgot how to speak with to people. We we can type anything we want, and it sounds flat, or it sounds angry, or it sounds it can sound happy. You could say, "I went to the store," and that's all it says. But if you say that to a person out of your mouth, it, you it, you can sound excited or not excited. You could sound sad that you went to the store because you may have wanted to do something else. But that has caused a communication breakdown where we can't even relate and then we're saying different things to people and some things like you said are cultural 
Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't say it was disrespectful to call somebody by their first name. If you're in the South, you would say Miss this and Miss that with their first name, like Miss Janice, Miss whoever. Uh, in New Jersey, we say Janice and Karen and whoever, right? And then in your country, you would say older sister, right? And so it was different or Miss whoever. Yeah, so, teacher. They call you teacher. They don't call you by your name or teacher okay. or something. Yeah. So, okay. So my students call me teacher. I don't like it. And they do. <laughs> teacher knows Miss Branham. See, it's cultural. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and you have to respect that. See, I, I, I don't like it. But now that you say it, I can yeah. accept it. You know, oh, I can accept it. So, man, we can go on and on with this yeah. because there's different, um, different views, different, um, uh, different like things like students with the students, among the students, with the teachers, teacher and student, your administration. How are we being culturally aware and respectful? So. My thing is, wherever we go, people should know, like Jesus said, they'll know you by the love you have for one another. And that goes across the board. That goes across the board. So if somebody shouldn't be surprised that you're being nice to somebody, right? It shouldn't be surprised that you're able to voice your opinion. You know, they should say, but she's that type of person. So um, we don't have, but like two minutes, my glasses, it's hard to see three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. I have bifocals, right? So the numbers of here are up here. So I have to come all the way up trying to see. So <laughs> contacts. You're doing that is because I'm trying to find the right spot. So um I appreciate you coming on here. I have yeah, to have you great. back. And okay. then maybe you can teach teach me how to say my name or write my name in, in yeah. Chinese. One more question. When you say Chinese, see, this is what I don't, I, I don't know if it's respectful or where I said it to you before. Uh, I watched the show and the girl went to China to be with her dad and she said she can't speak Chinese. And you said you speak Chinese. I was under the impression there was two languages, Mandarin and Cantonese. Then I find this Chinese. So Chinese is like the generic word. Uh -huh. that we just use so like for oh. example even like I mean I'll say I'm Chinese but from Taiwan and that's a whole can of worms I don't want to it's this is not got that kind of podcast but um so Chinese is is just very inclusive um uh -huh. for me especially learning about the languages I would say that Mandarin Chinese mm -hmm. is the one the spoken dialect that mm -hmm. we all learn in schools okay. um but Cantonese is just one more dialect uh, uh huh. That, that sounds different, actually has its own writing too. Like on Duolingo, for example, um, to learn the app, actually they just came out with, with um, Cantonese. But oh. ma yeah, Mandarin Chinese is the standard one that you learn in school, kind of like your standardized oh. American English. Oh, okay. See, I, I learned something. Yeah. I kind of knew, I looked it up before because of that TV show that I watched, that movie right. that I watched. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a movie and they're talking about, I don't speak Chinese. I didn't see what I'm talking about. I don't know. this. We don't teach things like this in, in uh, in, I, and we always say America. We don't teach this in United States about the different cultures and what people do. We learn here and maybe something from England and something from Spain because of the, you know, 1492. We, that's where we start, you know, 
So yeah, that's a that's something that I need to be aware of and respectful because I would have say to me, I thought it was disrespectful to say, do you speak Chinese? I thought that, you know, I thought that. And I didn't know. Yeah. So I want to say, oh, I got to go. I want to <laughs> say thank you for, thank you. I'm going to call you as soon as we hang up. Uh, thank you, um, Kimberly O. Young, for meeting, with the, for meeting with me and coming to this podcast and sharing. Um, and everybody, my, all the listeners, tune in again. Next week is going to be me. I'm not sure what I'm going to be talking about, but um, please like, share, and subscribe. When I say share, share this with your friends, other teachers, and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.